This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I don't know. We I don't know how many Tuesdays there are in a year. I think 52, right? Uh, Jay Will from Jay Will, the other guy, and Max on ESPN Radio. I think the other guy is Keyshawn Johnson. I'm not sure. I am lobbying for a change of the show's official name. Is that cool? Uh, I've been lobbying it for uh, two years now, so I made no headway. So any support I can get out of will be very much appreciated. Jay, Will- Jay Williams is joining us. I'm driving in this morning, and I'm listening to you guys take calls. And a caller from North Carolina, by the way, calls and says, Hey, good morning, Keyshawn. He doesn't care about Jay Will. He doesn't even care about Max. He <laughs> just wanted to say hi to Keyshawn. Adam, the, the amount of people that call him, like, oh, hey, Keyshawn. And like I'm like, okay, great. What's your point? They're like, they forget their points. Like, we can't call into the show just to say hi. Like, what are we doing here? I mean, you know what? We don't, I don't take a lot of calls in this show, but I think we should do that. Just call and say hi. How you doing? I will take calls with you. Yeah, you I go. Take calls with you. All right. Well, maybe well, I can filter some calls for Keyshawn while we're at it. <laughs> we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to work that in. So, as you were watching Tom Brady last night, did you feel old with him? You know, I, it's hard, right? Because I've known Tom for a while. And I also know that last year he led the league in passing yards and how right. incredible a year he had. And so, you know, Adam, I've always thought Tom was old, right? <laughs> Anybody in the athletic world who is right. in 35 or younger is old, right? Um, but the, the thing that became more apparent than anything to me, A.G., was the fact that you know, we have quarterbacks in the NFL these days that are so agile, that are so mobile, that right. can create so many plays with their feet. I think about the quarterbacks that are left in the playoffs right now, from Trevor Lawrence to Jalen Hurts to Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. All these guys can create plays. And last night when I watched, you know, that pass rush, I, guys coming off the edge, I saw Tom Brady that couldn't get out of harm's way yeah. and just had to throw the ball in the dirt or had to throw a, a bad interception in the back of the end zone mm. because he lost he lost a little bit. But the game has changed, and that's the part that's challenging. Oh, there's there's no doubt that he he can be mobile, but it's usually scripted mobility, right? And he's great at the quarterback sneaks, and every once in a while he can, uh, if everything works out, he can get out and run a little bit. But it's not it's not a pretty thing to watch. But he doesn't have anything close to the other guy. He can't make plays. Uh, when everything breaks down and these guys can get outside the pocket. I mean, what he did a, a Patrick Mahomes thing, though, at one point last night. He got out. Quick pass, and, yeah, quick they, pass, yeah, little, you know, forward lateral almost. Uh, but that's the only thing. That's the only time he ever did anything like that. I, I, I was watching and wondering if Josh McDaniel or Kyle Shanahan, even though they probably don't need a quarterback, uh, if they're watching that going, is he really better than anything we have? Well, I mean, Josh McDaniel, I mean, what do they have? Well, they don't have anything now. That's true. They don't have anything, right? So I think that's more of a decision that Tom has to make about the Raiders organization more so than whether the Raiders would like to offer him or not. Because, of course, if you're the Raiders with Devontae Adams, you have to figure out Josh Jacobs here, who's a free agent, who's going to get a big-time contract. You know, there's other things to figure out. But, of course, you want Tom Brady. The Kyle Shanahan thing is interesting because you, you say, yeah, they have a quarterback. But, hypothetically, the only way I could see it being done in San Fran is if you're willing to say, okay, look, we're going to let Jimmy G walk. Trey Lance 
we're going to trade him. We're going to get pieces. Even though we moved up in the draft to get him, <laughs> we're going to trade him. We're going to get collateral, get other assets. And we're going to have Tom Brady do this for a year or two and Brock Purdy become the backup uh, for a year or so. That's the only way I can realistically see it happening. But I, I don't know, man. Brock Purdy looks damn good. Yep, he does. We find a way to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, AG, like what? What are you? You're already in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're already there. I'm. I'm with you. Like to me, he looks. Brady can do it on occasion, right? Somebody as good as him, it will show up all of a sudden in one week. Oh my gosh, it looks like the old Tom Brady. But for the most part. It, he, he can't repeat it week after week after week. And the fact that he threw it, what is this, 66 times last night? That's insane. Yeah. That's that's bad coaching, I think. Well, I mean, well, so I get torn with this because I think it's, I think it's a lack of availability or options. And, right. and you can pin that on coaching, Adam. But yeah. When you look at. When they are last in the league in rushing yards per game, and you're watching White and you're watching Fournette, who just can't seem to break any ground, and you're down in the game early, what other choices do you have? Now, I know he's led the league in passes the last two years, and I, that's not a formula for success. But it's also kind of like, you know, you, you reap what you sow, right? Like, allegedly, when Bruce Arians gets kicked upstairs. Yeah. And you're saying, no, we can do it with Brian Leftwich. We can do it with Todd Bowles as our head coach. Like You miss a lot of that creativity, a lot of that innovation that Bruce Arians brought to the table. And I think for Tom, you recognize it's about the entirety of the, the team and the pieces, the coaching you have around you, too. One man can't do it by himself. Well, that is true. Um, maybe a little bit more commitment. I think they gave up on the run game. First of all, coming out and throwing three passes right away. Uh, was probably not the best way to do it, but who knows? Uh, they, I'm sure they know better than I do. Jay Will is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. He'll be with us every Tuesday. Uh, I want to talk to you quickly about hoops, and then I want to talk to you about something that you did about, oh, I guess it's about three weeks ago now uh, on Ryan Clark's podcast, The Pivot, that was about 90 minutes of the best stuff that I have ever watched and listened to. Uh, but I want to talk to you about that, too. Um the the Duke Blue Devils are not ranked. You played three years at Duke. Do you know how often you were out of the top five in the polls? This is one hell of a question. I do not. Yeah. From week 11 on, Duke was in the top five every week when you were with the Blue Devils. They are out of the polls wow. for the first time. I, I I throw out the pandemic here. That doesn't even count. Oh my um, but they're basically out of the polls for the first time in like eight years. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888 0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I, um, wow, first off, that stat is mind-blowing. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, look, I think one of the, th this is personal for me, and this is the way I talk about college basketball. It's not 
as buttoned up Adam or it's not as, uh, you know, corporate as some people may like. Winning is blanking hard. And yeah. I'm not making excuses for John Shire, but this is also why it's a lot of people, regardless of whether they were offered the opportunity or not, because, you know, obviously Kay had John in mind, you're, you're filling the shoes of the best to ever do it. Or mm-hmm. 1A or 1B with John Wooden, to ever do it. Yeah. You can make an argument that Coach K is one of the best coaches in all of sports. Yep. All of sports. Agree. And, you know, I, I spent time with him. We had to do something for Chase Bank with Jamie Dimon, uh, who was the CEO of the company. And it was just a simple Q&A. And he was translating a lot of the culture aspects that he taught uh, to the corporate world. And his ability to articulate messaging, his willingness to get you to buy into something bigger than you, is not, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's beautifully executed. And, you know, watching John, who's never been a head coach before, try to fill those shoes with the talent that he has. And obviously on the road at Clemson, not having Jeremy Roach, who's the orchestrator and the most experienced guard on your team. uh, Those are huge shoes to fill. And that doesn't happen overnight. It, It takes a minute to get acclimated with learning how to push individuals and, um, and hold them accountable when it's your first year doing it full time. Yeah, I, I, it's been hard. I, obviously, Jeremy Roach's absence has mattered. They get they can't they just can't play half court offense. Uh, Tyrese no. Proctor for maybe isn't ready. I, and I know he came a year earlier. He was supposed to be in the following year's class, uh, so he came a year earlier. Uh, so they just can't get anything going on the offensive end. They've got a lot of very good players, but nobody that can get their own offense. At some point, they they won a national championship with a similar roster in 2010. Of course, Shire was not a freshman. Nolan Smith was not a freshman. And Nolan could get where he wanted to go with the basketball. They had nobody else that could do that. Uh, But that was an older team. If this was an older roster with the exact same makeup, I think they'd be fine. But essentially, everybody who they rely upon is a freshman. Well, and here's the thing, too, with Proctor, right? Because, you know, AJ, it's not too long ago, 20-plus years now, that I was that freshman that was more of a score, more of a three-guard coming in and all of a sudden trying to manage the responsibilities of being a point guard. It is, um, you know, I often joke with my wife because I could be in the middle of doing a TV segment and also multitasking to do a text message with her about our kids' doctor's appointment that we had planned for later in the day, and then they got adjusted, and then we had to take the dog out, right? Like, I'm literally multitasking three to four things because literally training on the job at Duke basketball was exactly that. Right. And, like, the the, the bandwidth it took to bring the ball down the court to look at the shot clock after I've been turned two or three times and say, oh, my goodness, we're at 21. What set are we in? Oh, by the way, um, Derek Lively hasn't gotten a touch in the last three or four possessions. Oh, by the way, do we want to get you know, Filipowski a shot here? Mm-hmm. Or what set are we actually in? Is everybody in the right place on this set? Wait a second, my guy's winning. Should I take advantage of this? You know, people think that playing the game of basketball is just reactionary. It, it takes so much thinking, especially your freshman year, mm-hmm. that you could think, you can overthink things that it retracts all your reactionary skill sets. Right? Then you become boxing, become robotic. So I and we watched Jeremy go through that last year. Yeah. I went through that. So there's a settling into the 
game scenario where the game has to slow down that I don't think a lot of people are privy to because they haven't gone through the experiences. And I think that's what you see with Proctor, trying to manage the game while also trying to find out who this new version of you is. Uh, not everybody comes into basketball and is LeBron James or Stephen Curry. Jay Williams is joining us here. Oh, you, you were a point guard? See, I have you as the best two guard <laughs> in Duke history. I mean, I'm top five all time in assists. Where would you have me? Uh, I, again, I say I have used the top two guard, but you were uh, you were willing you were willing passer as a two guard, so it made you so valuable. Okay, I like that. That's a good <laughs> adjective. Willing, willing passer, <laughs> pass first, willing passer. Right, you don't have to be pass. Why would I want you to pass the ball? Just take it to the hole. <laughs> I look. Yeah, I've, so, I've, sh- that, I've shown I've shown my son highlights of Jay Will at Duke. He's impressed. He's impressed. Yeah, were they in VHS or were they updated? Oh I mean, my gosh! No, it's all uh, it's all been digitized. <laughs> it's all been what digitized. Now. He uh, <laughs> he's a he's a hooper. He likes uh, he loves watching you play. All right, I want to talk to you about the pivot. You were on with Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder, and it's usually Fred Taylor, but he was not there that day. And it was right after the Kyrie Irving. Uh, I don't I, I don't even know how to term it. Uh, you know the stuff that he the 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 video the mute movie that he uh, shared on his social what whatever that he, I, that he reposted. Yeah, I have look yeah. that whole thing for me. To me, was Kyrie just didn't want to admit that he had probably done something he shouldn't have done. So he dug in. I didn't like the way the NBA and the Nets treated him um, because they essentially uh, they wanted to make him I don't know grovel. Or something like that, and I didn't. I just didn't think that was appropriate. Um, not to mention the fact that I don't think forcing somebody to uh, go through some training is ever good. They, it, they have to do that because they are willing to do that. Um, but I, I, I thought that episode. You guys got into a lot of different topics, but you talked about this. Um, what, what, what were your thoughts? Just so for people who didn't see the episode, I encourage people to go see it. Uh, what were your thoughts on the way they treated Kyrie? You're a net season ticket holder, correct? I am, but like you know, I also I I, I tell people how I see it, and um, you know, so number one, I, I push back on a lot of people the first day because I say you know everybody's sitting up here on their national platform saying what the punishment should be or how disappointed they are. Did you even watch the film first and foremost? Right. You'd be surprised at how many people that are in positions of power spoke about Kyrie that didn't even make an attempt to watch the film. Well, I'm not going to watch it. It's two hours long. I'm like, okay, but you're, you're sharing an opinion about it. You're sharing an opinion about it. And you're reading off excerpts of what other people have said. So the first thing I did is I watched it. Um, Watch it. There were a couple of things I disagree with, but then I also watched, you know, the first day everybody started, everybody was angry at, um, you know, Kyrie, and I kind of took the position because I wanted to see how people react to this. Uh, it's like these little thought experiments or things that I do a lot of times on TV because I'm, I'm curious, you know, where the media likes to take certain narratives and who mm. they like to apply narratives to. So my first realistic question and logical question to myself was, why would Amazon have something that is anti-Semitic on their platform? Right. So... I positioned the conversation around that because um, I thought that was the question. It wasn't about reacting to Kyrie's reposting of it. It was why is this on the platform if it's so anti-Semitic in which, you know, they haven't removed it. It's still on their platform, yeah. by the way. And their CEO, uh, Jaffe, has made, you know, comments about it. 
saying that, you know, freedom of speech and things of that sort. So, you know, for me, I think it was more of a combination about context matters too, Adam, because mm-hmm. to go back, when Kyrie Irving made the choice not to get vaccinated, which he was one of multiple people in the NBA that chose not to get vaccinated. Right. For some reason, de facto, he became the face of the unvaccinated. Like yeah. he became yeah. the face. He was. Daily being attacked on networks about his decision that other people weren't being attacked. Right. So I, I think it was, I think one of the reasons he did react that way is due to the fact that he feels like he's always being persecuted or challenged. Persecuted is not the right word. I take that back. He feels like he's always being attacked some way, somehow by the media. So like there's context to that relationship that needs to have understanding because you see how it can translate into how he's handled a couple of other different things. Mm -hmm. I I don't mean to be long-winded. The only thing I want to say about that is, you know, over the last several weeks, Adam, we've had some really fascinating things happen. So a picture with Jerry Jones comes out, you know, about him being at a rally. Okay. The way he handles questions around that, he didn't show remorse. No. Like he didn't show any lessons learned. He just said, uh, you know, that's not really the case. And, you know, um, I was just there as an observer, and everybody moved on away from it. Uh-huh. They just moved on from it, right? Like, oh, okay. So, uh, okay, Dana White. Uh, and that's an even trickier situation, yeah. right? I mean, like, it happens during DeMar Hamlin's near-death experience on a football field on Monday night that we all watch uh, between the, the Bengals and the Bills. But, you know, the video comes out, and I sit up here saying, I'm, I remember how we spoke about Ray Rice on TV yeah. when the video came out. And, and But we're not saying anything about Dana White, and I'm pushing to talk about it on platform. It's So it's when you see sometimes how hypocritical the world is, it just forces you to put things in context. And I think diving into those type of issues on the pivot I thought were important. It's a great show. Uh, you know, it was, it was about 90 minutes, but it was it moved. Uh, I thought you guys were great. I'm a big Ryan Clark fan, too. Um, and I know you guys are tight, so uh, I think uh, birds of a feather, uh, as they say. Um, all right, first of all, I know your wife is a uh, former soccer player, so I will, we will close on this. Does she still watch soccer? And do you, because I know you love your wife, do you watch soccer with her, and have you chosen a side at this point? Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Uh, well, first off, I'm a big, we call it football in our house. Oh, I love um, that. I that, love it, that. It's football. That's Good. real football. Yes. Okay. And football. And uh, yeah, we watch Premier Leagues on Saturday mornings. Beautiful. We uh, watch the World Cup. My wife is, you know, I lived with Abby Wombat when I was training um, in Hermosa Beach at the Home Depot Center to try to get back and play basketball. Really? So, yeah, I'm a huge footy fan. I'm a huge, you know, um, you know, U.S. fan when it comes to watching that in the, in the World Cup. 
we're, we're actually going to try to go to France in two years to go watch the women in World Cup. So we're Beautiful. we're huge footy people at my house, man. Excellent. All right. So what's your side? Do you have a side? Does she have a side? What do you mean, like a side? Like it's like a a, a, a a team. That's what we call it. Because I'm I'm a oh, I became I'm a huge football fan now. Enormous. Who's your team? Liverpool. We stink. You're a Liverpool guy. We stink. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a Man U guy, so we're okay. Okay, my son my son is a Man U guy. That's like being a Yankee fan, but that's all right. It is. Well, first off, <laughs> wow. There's if we had more time, we would dig into that. I don't I don't know if I that felt like a slight. It, like a, a little, just a little. There's a little bit of a slight. Yeah. It's a little bit that. of a slight. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I think you guys are really good, though, and fun to watch, and uh, I wish you guys – I thought you guys would win the uh, the Manchester Derby. My son talked me yeah. out of betting on that, and I bet it as a draw, and I was, I'm was i still mad at him. I, I'm, I'm docking his allowance. <laughs> no emotions when it comes to sports, you know? You're right. Jay Will. I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you next week. All right, brother. That was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad he's into it. Yeah. I'm glad he's into uh, as and he calls it football. He does. Love it. Please. I love it. See, you don't see football players don't do that though. No. They get they get mad. Yeah. They get mad. He's a basketball. He's a hooper. So yeah. Uh, all okay. good. Uh, all right. Halftime. Halftime entertainment. And before you start, yes, I just want, I want people to remember. Every Tuesday we talk to Jay Will. Yes. So we'll. we'll uh, We'll explore a lot of things. Yeah, we'll with... be talking to him, not Keyshawn. Not yeah. who? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I know. I, I don't just even made know it who up. That is. I made that one up. <laughs> uh, so that was weird this morning. I'm driving in. I'm listening to that conversation or, or that segment. They would try to take some calls. First guy is like, "Hey, Keyshawn, how you doing?" No, like he's not even talking. Like Max and he is said the... he's from North Carolina right. too. And Max is the one that said whatever this guy's name in North Carolina. You go. You're not from North Carolina. <laughs> not interested in anybody else. No. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.